The Pat Kenny Show. With the Jaguar E-Pace. Beautiful by design and dynamic to drive. Delivering performance that is unmistakably Jaguar. This is News Talk. Well, now, Pete Wedderburn, Pete the Vet, is on the line and uh, he'll take uh, your questions on caring for your pets, but also news of a high-tech solution to an age-old problem. Pete, good morning. Good morning, Pat. You want to talk about wildlife crime. Now, what is that? Well, wildlife crime basically means activity um, directed at controlling or um, influencing or or changing the environment and doing this in a way which is against the law and which damages wildlife, harms wildlife. And the, as well as the wildlife being harmed, often pets are harmed at the same time. Examples would include leaving out poison baits. They would include uh, illegal traps. Um, they would include um, things like uh, illegal hedge cutting. Hedge cutting is banned from March to August to protect wildlife, but um, it still often happens. Um, badger baiting, dogs that are used for badger baiting are often badly damaged and injured in the process. Um, so there's a whole bunch of different things. Destruction of habitats, people have a bat problem, they just get rid of the bat habitat, they don't stop to think, they'd be breaking the law. And also seal shooting, some, some people um, literally shoot seals, it's just completely illegal. And one of the big problems here is that while members of the general public are often the main witnesses of these activities, they don't really know what to do. Uh, so it's, it's really important that it's made as easy as possible for them to report anything that they see that they feel may be against the law. Yeah. And that's what's just being developed. This is a, a wildlife crime reporting app. And uh, how do you find it in the App Store? What's it Sorry. called? It's called, um, basically, it, it, it's, it's a, um, an Irish wildlife crime reporting app. Uh, and it's called... PAW for Ireland. Um, and, yeah. um, a, by the way, Pete, there's a lot of distortion on your microphone there. It's uh, bumping and bumping. Uh, might be a, an idea to push it slightly away from um, your mouth and therefore it probably won't bump as much. We'll try that. Okay, is that better now? Much better, thank you. Yes, right, much good. better. Good. So it's called Paw, and it's available uh, to download. And w- what does it contain? I mean, does it allow me to report uh, a problem? Uh, does it advise me of what to do if I find uh, the remnants of something like this? Yeah, the sort of thing it does is, first of all, allows you to record the the suspected wildlife crime scene. So you can take photographs and you can make geographic notes as to where you are. Secondly, it makes it very easy for you to, to report it to the National Parks and Wildlife Service, who are the people who actually enforce the law. Um, and it also gives you simple guidelines on what you should or shouldn't do at the scene, because you, it's, there's evidence at the scene. And you have to be careful not to change the evidence in a, in a way. And you can also, there's a form, there's an on-screen form you can complete absolutely at the time to make sure you've got all the correct information. Um, so it's basically available for free it will be available free to the general public it's not available yet and the idea is that people download it onto their smartphones uh, and then they can they can they'll then be able to actually report the scene that they find now as i say it's not available yet 
Um, it's still in development phase. It will be launched as a conference. There's a wildlife crime com conference happening this autumn. And that's when the plan is to launch this app. And the real problem they have is it'll cost about 3000 a year to set up and run this app. Um, it's been done before in the UK, in Scotland, England and Wales. It's worked really well, but there is a running cost. So what they've done right now is they set up a GoFundMe campaign. Um, and what they're looking for is... Uh, for, for, for members of the public who care about this to, to, to donate 10 or 20 euros to the GoFundMe campaign. If you had 150 people donating, 100, donating just 20 euros, the thing would be good to go. And that's what they're trying to do at the moment. Okay. All right. And now, Pete, we have uh, someone on the line who wants to ask a question. Harry Crosby, good morning. Good morning, sir. Thank you for having me on. Now, what is your particular uh, pet problem? Well, we had a cat for 21 years called Killer, and he was very famous in that he was in a panto with Jerry Ryan and Twink. Remember all those years ago we did within the yeah. point? Well, when Go he on. sadly passed away, we went up to the new cats and dogs home in the mountains, and we bought two cats, or at least we adopted two cats. You no longer just put 10 quid in the local core box, but we had to adopt them, and they cost a couple of hundred quid each. And they delivered them to us in a, in a box and we brought them home and we opened the box and they ran up onto the roof and stayed there for three months where I had to feed them on a long pole up onto the roof because we hadn't been told they were feral or feral, whatever the word is. Yeah. And it took several months for them to come down and they then came down. This is about 18 months ago. And they're really, um, they live in the house and they, they're they beautifully looked after and all of that stuff, but they won't come near us uh, within, and if we walk into a room or go within 10 feet of them, they run off. And I just wondered, is there any way we could bring the situation back to normal? Okay. Uh, Pete, feral well, cats who lived on the roof finally came down but will not approach humankind. Well, this is difficult because... Um, I mean, there's two aspects to cats being, if you like, wild like that. The first aspect is um, is, is their genetic heritage. So if 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 a, if a cat comes from a line of cats that have lived wild, then they're, they're not as likely to be calm and gentle, gentle and cuddly as a cat that's been through gener come from generations of being a, a, a you know affectionate, closely cared for pet cat. So that's the first aspect, the genetic aspect. But the second aspect, which is probably more significant, is the early life of a cat. And for cats to be cuddly and friendly and happy with people, they have to meet lots of people of different types when they're very young, aged between sort of two weeks and, and 15 weeks. So if a cat is living wild, if a cat is genuinely feral during that period, then they may never actually get comfortable with being very, very close to people. So they end up being scaredy cats for their entire lives. And it's very, very hard to undo that. You can help, you can try by doing things like giving them lots of special treats, by being very patient, by sitting close to them and by by just spending time in, in, in their proximity. But I'm afraid at this stage with adult cats that are scaredy cats, I suspect you may be just left with them as they are. And you simply have to appreciate them you know, for the individual personalities that they are, and that's okay, it. Okay, Harry, bad news, Harry. I know, but I didn't realise that they were actually called scaredy cats. Is that where the word comes from? No, no. <laughs> that's what I called them. That's what I called them. I've got, I've got maybe, a cat. Maybe I, 
Yeah, Maybe I could common. trade them in and get cuddly cats. That's what we do. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Harry. I mean, Sorry we can't solve can't solve your, your problem. Another problem from a listener. How do I stop my neighbour's dog from using my garden as a toilet? The only way is to uh, physically stop the dog from getting into your garden. Now, I would say that, that that is actually the responsibility of the owner of the dog. Nobody should let their dog out to wander into somebody else's property to, to, to do their business. That's essentially that, that the, the owner of that dog is obliged to control their dog. Under the law, yeah. they're obliged to do that. So, if, is, is there anything talk- you can spread around, like Jay's fluid, or uh, I said for cats, they used to say if you put a, a two-liter empty soft drink bottle on the lawn that the cats didn't like. There were all sorts of things. Uh, any substance though that they just don't like. I've heard about lion dung being used as well. So the idea there's a big predator around might just stop a, a dog from coming in. But no, that's not going to work. Honestly, nothing works other than physically restricting, um, so a barrier of some kind, um, fencing around your garden, or, or or just, really, I go back to it. People should not, in this day, they should not be letting their dogs out to wander around by themselves. That's That's not what responsible dog owners do. All right, Pete. Look, thank you very much uh, for joining us. By the way, that GoFundMe page, if you go to GoFundMe.com forward slash uh, Irish Wildlife Crime Reporting app, uh, you can donate 10 or 20 euro there and just uh, a couple of hundred people doing that will pay for that app, that wildlife reporting app for the first year. It's not available yet to download, but it will be shortly. Once again, Pete, thank you very much.